You are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Oh This Podcast. It is our 36th episode. We're on the bus. It is Jerome Bettis episode right here. <laughs> Steve, I never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man oh, stealing. Fuck you. <laughs> Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight or I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. And you know what? This is how you remind me that it is our 36th episode of Otis podcast you. welcome I, welcome to this this the studio learning this might be annex. the last episode of Otis podcast <laughs> this, after that the fcc and <laughs> the canadian uh bureau of the Ent- can- entertainment the canadian bureau of entertainment the faq or some shit like that because <laughs> it's canadian oh got a fart on you anyway welcome to another edition of Otis podcast steve thanks for being here again like are you moving back? It feels like you live here. Oh, I mean, I I basically do. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't live here, so to speak, in the, in the learning annex that <laughs> you've called Studio B. Um, but uh, yes, it, I have been here fairly often, which is nice. I enjoy uh, I enjoy watching you try to <laughs> manage your microphone. Hey, I'm doing I'm doing whatever I can do right now to make this this the best is experience ex- ever. this is superb radio uh I, this would this might go viral if i had a if i had my my phone near me i would i would show what you are doing but uh nonetheless my friend uh yes it is good to be here in chicago today welcome welcome so episode 30 like 60 goddamn degrees out today i know too. i know it feels very very odd it feels odd today yeah i know feels great though feels like we're we're doing some fun stuff feels like an arby's night feels like an arby's night we're doing things and stuff talking about the things and stuff we had a riveting uh poll today on the internet that we'll get to (laughs) uh in a second here but before we do that i'm gonna drop some knowledge on you i'm gonna drop a little bit of knowledge with the silent k um if you haven't done so go to the internet type in www.othispodcast.com if you haven't also done so go to facebook we are there we are also on twitter some key things we want to do is if you haven't subscribed to the podcast in the past, you can go do it now. It's free of charge. We're running that Cyber Monday special right now <laughs> where you can take and subscribe to our podcast for free. It's a, it's a great deal that we're offering all of our future listeners and uh, future ex-listeners too um, <laughs> for that. But also, if you want to take and do us a huge favor since it is Cyber Monday and also during this holiday season, uh, help us out. Click on the link in the top corner of Amazon. Anything you purchase on Amazon through that link right there. Also, it's on Facebook. I think mm-hmm. it's on Twitter as well. We'll go to directly support the show. Uh, we're not going to be snooping in on your carts or anything like that, but Amazon helps us uh, get some revenue so we could buy our beer. And yeah. I, it's very exciting for uh, us to be able to do this. And we're on our beer of the week. And I uh, want to thank a shout out to Emily for taking and recommending this highly amazing uh, Christmas themed beer of the week. And without further ado, I'm going to like pass this on to Steve to give us his, uh, his rundown of, yeah, you know, sure. the, the Great Lakes Brewing <laughs> Company. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it's acceptable to drink a Christmas beer now because we have passed, uh, Thanksgiving. We have passed Black Friday. Um, uh, because if you try and, you know, 
if you try and give me a Christmas beer before then, I'm just going to probably throw something at you, uh, much like uh, uh, one might do if they're trying to, uh, you know, deter someone uh, on a Black Friday shopping run from being, you know, bowled over or whatever. The, the level of anger as is, those raining is, blows <laughs> down yeah, on him is, is right there um, because, yeah, fuck that noise. But n- let's not fuck th- this mm. beer in any way, shape or form, because it's a tasty one. It's a very... It's a very tasty one. <laughs> I'm in the learning annex. I got to realize to talk into the microphone for this one. <laughs> so, like Patrick said, we're drinking a beer from Great Lakes. We're drinking their Christmas ale. Um, it is a winter warmer, and uh, it's a it's a really uh, an really unoffensive beer. Uh, tasty. It's a perfect uh, style for what uh, what what we would normally be dealing with. Uh, with cold Chicago winters, but uh, it's a, uh, a a nice little kick in the pants. It's a seven and a half percent alcohol, so it's a little a touch above your your normal everyday beer. Um, but it's not so prohibitive that you couldn't have a few of them, as Patrick is already doing. So it's a good um, mowing the lawn beer. If if you were to mow the lawn in dis- in late November, yeah, absolutely, you could use this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it basically it pours like a- amber, almost uh, almost red. And uh, you get a lot of cinnamon and honey, like some dried fruit flavors. Uh, it's it's actually pretty light, um, easy to drink. Uh, you get some spiciness uh, from some of the uh, uh, stuff they drop in there during the process. And, yeah, it, it almost gives you a little bit of a hint of, like, uh, you know, mulled wine. Not, not directly tasting like mulled wine, but, like, that spicy kind of uh, aroma and everything to it, like, that you would get from there. Uh, it's just a perfect beer for the season, uh, getting ready to uh, get your Yule log out. And it's not, uh, a log. <laughs> not in the sense that you think I have a log, um, <laughs> but <be> a <laughs> uh, you get your U log out. You're going out, uh, perhaps uh, maybe have this before or after your uh, holiday eggnog um, and uh, you'll you'll have a nice, enjoyable time. So um, beer advocate rates this at three point nine five out of five. Pretty solid. Eighty seven on rate beer. Um, so yeah, just, uh, right up there, but yeah, a tasty beer for the season. I highly recommend it out of Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland does rock and so does Great Lakes Brewing Company. So go check this one out and you can get this beer, uh, fuck probably just about anywhere, uh, that they sell, that sells decent beer. You might not be able to find a lot of it. Not a ton, um, but it's, it is a holiday release. So it will probably only be out for a few months. Uh, it'll probably, it just popped into stores here recently. Uh, I think the enjoy by date is like late January for it. Uh, after that, some some of the spices and stuff will start to fade out. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it'll be it'll be around here in the Midwest. Uh, just about uh, you know pretty much anywhere any decent liquor store, uh, maybe a grocery store or two as well. Yep, absolutely. Did you put your tree up this weekend? No, I did. My mom put the tree up like I don't know two or three weeks ago. I think whoa 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 she yeah. doesn't subscribe to the she doesn't yeah uh, she does not uh she doesn't follow my Is she a nickelback fan uh, i don't want to i don't want to speak for her okay <laughs> uh, we won't even put her business out there no but i put my tree up this weekend you did i it's right behind me. it is right behind you and it's a whole like 18 inches tall <laughs> it's not that big it's really well kinda... i mean that's what she said <laughs> but Yes, it's you, it's you, a, your tree spirit of the moment. <laughs> your tree is uh, adorning your uh, your fine uh, recording studio here. With uh, it is really truly ringing in the season. Yeah, the learning annex. It, <laughs> it adds to our overall enjoyment of this beer. So thank you again for this recommendation. Um, yep, without, thanks, Emily. Without further ado, I think it's time to like 
uh, you know, venture into to, the land. We of, need to roll, go rolling, rolling, rolling into oh the segment. Gosh, 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 gosh! One, two fish, one fish, two <laughs> fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> Fuck that! That was that was brutal. Well, so let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, we are going to talk about Bush. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about <laughs> fucking alt rock band Bush. We're going to talk about uh, the great. Well. I guess you could, it's all relative. It's the centuries-old uh, debate. The, one of the one of the existential questions that uh, has been posed: uh, Who is hated more, Limp Biscuit or Canadian rockers Nickelback? And this is something that uh, we we before we dive in too far, we should make some. You know, we should have a little confessional. Because we ha- we we have some things that. Why may- are you looking at me right off the bat? <laughs> well, I have my own too, but we each have a confession that we have to uh, a full disclosure, uh, so to speak, because uh, we have some uh, some ties here that need to be uh, discussed before, so people may know where our biases land. Okay, and this is like this is not just our own like which is the worst. This is the most hated like generally right. this is like this is our interpretation of the world's most hated yeah right exactly so um first off, I'll, I'll go first patrick um when i was a when i was a young uh angry teenager Angsty. well i wouldn't even well a little bit of teenager but mostly middle school and into into my early teen years uh so i would put it right in the uh solid 11 to 13 range for 11 me 11 to 30 <laughs> um, to present day <laughs> i uh used my own currency uh to procure the album three limp biscuit albums specifically three dollar bill y'all significant other and chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water i owned all of them uh on Although my and shout out to mom, you know, looking out for me, she made me buy the edited version of Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Yeah, which is probably pretty so, good. So, it, which is great when you hear up when you when you have the song Hot Dog, where yeah. which I said we'll, it forty six times. We'll talk about how awful Fred Durst is at writing lyrics, but uh, yeah, they dropped the f bomb a whole bunch of times. Yeah, that sounds great on an edited album. It sounds excellent. At least they didn't do the thing where they put like sound effects. It was just straight up like cut out. Could you imagine if it was like a like a slide whistle like <laughs> that would have made whoop. it way more entertaining yeah i would i would pay for that that's funny <laughs> so that is my uh i i spent i went into uh you know uh sam goody with my armed with my 15 to 20 dollars and you know per album in all three dollar bills yeah <laughs> not in three dollar <laughs> bills um and i and i purchased those albums okay so to bear our soul i feel like we're in uh at mass right now at confessional right here father I have seen the band Nickelback in person twice (laughs) (laughs) in concert, one indoors, (laughs) one outdoors. The ability for that to be doesn't really change much. <laughs> like as well, give a vintage too, so that we know uh, when this when this took place. Oh gosh, I think the first one I saw. God, did I see the first one outdoors? So two thousand and nine. Okay. And then I saw them indoors in maybe 2010. I could get enough of the 2009 that I had yeah. to like follow up with a double a double take of the indoor one. They got good pyrotechnics. <laughs> like, they had a great fireworks. I saw them at the Tacoma Dome. Did Chad Kroger's hair light on fire like James Hetfield's did? God, it sure felt like it. Yeah, God, who opened for them? I think it was like Breaking Benjamin. Like, you're just going to hate this. Oh, fuck that. It was like yeah. Shine Down and Breaking Benjamin opening for it. Woof. Yeah, I know. It's your woof <laughs> moments, but they're... 
Uh, and then I'm not going to put his full business out there, but the, the story of the Nickelback at the Gorge 2009 is going down in infamy. Like the best part about it is I am awoken at 6 a.m. as the tent is falling down on me. <laughs> We gotta go. <laughs> See, and that should. Where have, are the Doritos? <laughs> and that should have taken place eight to ten hours beforehand when you arrived at the Nickelback concert. God, it was yeah. So I willingly paid money to go see them twice. Okay, okay. Within the past decade. So, so I now, guess no, maybe yeah, ten years ago. Yeah. So now we got that deep out cuts there. only. Deep, yeah, <laughs> no hits. Deep tracks only. Uh, so now that we've got that out there, Patrick. Uh, why don't we just uh, launch into a little bit, uh, maybe a, a little pros and cons discussion uh, of where, uh, you know, you, you see the merits and, uh, you know, the, the negatives of each uh, each fantastical group. So I'm going to go with like washes first. OK, OK. So washes. Let me just tell you, Fred Durst, Chad Kroger, are some of the best lyrical writers ever. <laughs> And I'm gonna say that that's a watch. Akin to Lennon McCartney, almost. Yeah, Lennon McCartney, Leonard McCartney. (laughs) Dude, I heard Leonard Kravitz on the radio. Q101 (laughs) this weekend. To digress and go that route, like I don't know why I'm hearing that. I got everything falling off here. You say something. (laughs) So, all right. Well, you you start there, Patrick. So we'll go with uh, the the lyrics I have noted down. Um, Limp Biscuit has horrendously terrible lyrics, Um, but I view them in a comedic sense. Uh, rather than a serious songwriting. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So they're awful, but they're comically awful. Whereas Nickelback's lyrics, just awful. Like, like 13-year-old girl. Look awful. at this photograph. Like, like, just not, like, it's very, like, wimpy songwriting, like, and, and unoriginal songwriting um, in a lot of their stuff. But isn't that most of modern rock? Well, I mean, you can, if you want to indict the entire genre, sure. But uh, I, I, this is just strictly Nickelback. Canadian modern rock? <laughs> I don't know if that, if that exists. But hey, hey, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Stop dropping Juno references. <laughs> I got to. I got to. I got hey, to. Ellen Page, she's Canadian. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, the, that was for me. And then a, a part that kind of cancels each other out is both of them not only taking have great lyrical prowess in their own rights they know how to take and cover the songs of classic rocks <laughs> finest of albums that have come before them and they know how to do it as in they they were they told it. to record <laughs> how to do it or <laughs> or they're good at it truth uh and you know both recorded classic covers nickelback of we will rock you queen mega masterpiece which the solo wasn't as bad as I thought it was. The tone be there. was surprisingly good. Yeah, but then the behind blue eyes. Yeah, bad. Yeah, with the uh, breakdown and the uh, that was for the movie Gothica, I believe. Really? Yeah, with Halle Berry, I think. Okay. Um. Yeah, I believe it was on that soundtrack. Oh shit! That just made me think of the Mission Impossible Two soundtrack. Dude, you're stealing my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. A pro for Limp Bizkit being one of the greatest bands ever is they were Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible. They were? Yep. And Akana is, I think that Nickelback was on like the Daredevil soundtrack. <laughs> Spider-Man. Sp- yeah, With exactly. uh, Josie, uh, S- Josie Scott from Saliva, I think. Hero. Click, click boom. It was, I think it was just Chad Kroger. And Jos- I don't think it was the full-fledged Nickelback. But let's be honest. N- if we're talking Nickelback, everyone's picturing Chad Kroger. No one's picturing. like You could put the entire rest of the band, Nickelback, on a, on a, in a lineup. I couldn't pick out one of them. Like four out of five of them could be a Nickelback. I I'd probably miss. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, it's like anonymity is good. They're huge in uh, Moose Jaw. 
Oh, yeah. Huge in Saskatchewan. I imagine so. Regina, perhaps. Uh, Regina. <laughs> Prince Albert. <laughs> oh, name dropper. Um, so other points on, on – yeah, I, I also noted the covers because uh, they're just – I mean, Limp, I mean, Limp Biscuit's got deeper covers than just uh, you know you're behind blue eyes because you got Faith on there. George Michael. Yeah, I mean that's actually not the worst cover in the world. It would be better if they had the Careless Whisper <laughs> cover from Limp that Biscuit. would be way better. <laughs> let's let's send them an email tonight. <laughs> so we've got that, but however, my my next my next measure is the because uh, I'm a, I'm a music geek is the guitar playing. Um, <laughs> I have that too, and. <laughs> I wouldn't. I won't say. Well, Wes Borland, and then they've got. They had Mike Smith, I think, from Snot and Limp Biscuit, and then I think Wes Borland came back, and I it's think actually S Snot, and then he and then he quit again. Uh, but regardless, what I mean, Wes Borland's guitar playing is pretty much stereotypical, like '90s, like 2000s, like rock metal. Uh, it's he's playing just power chords and just down tuned, and that is what it is. Um, Nickelback, I think, is a is slightly more inventive are you gonna say technically advanced i yes i will say that they are technically more proficient uh that doesn't mean that they're better though um <laughs> so because sometimes simplicity is king like, listen to an acdc song okay i mean three chords can be way better than you know running around all all the way up and down the neck uh but fred durst playing the guitar uh is <laughs> Let's just say that if you uh, something if if you picked up a guitar day one and you b- say you went and got a uh, hey I want to learn how to play guitar a book or gu- a guitar guitar for dummies um, you would be p- you could knock that his skill level out in probably an hour. It's brutal. Uh, now, fortunately for Limp Bizkit, he doesn't have to play guitar all that often, but there's a very famous video of him playing guitar out there, and it's fucking hot garbage. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing because of how terrible it is, because the man is a professional musician. Musician is a... I think a music musician in this uh, category, this, uh, this centuries-old debate is, like, it's debatable, you know? Performer. Iconoclast. And I, Iconoclast. I, I literally, I, I basically, uh, you go to my another next point is Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst. You know, he's a voice of a generation. That is literally what I have on here. My pros, I'll go through my pros for them. Okay. Like both of them right now. And we will then go to the cons here. So my pros for Limp Bizkit are the fact that there's red hats. You know, you got to love the fact that there's red, red New Yankees York Yankees hats, hats yes. you know. Khaki jeans, you know, you got the fr- Dickies. I yeah. think I had the Fred Durst starter kit on earlier, like <laughs> this week, with the red shoes too. Like, oh god, some airwalks. <laughs> you know, again, I said that they were the voice of a generation. They spoke to people through their new metal uh, hijinks, and also like, remember that billboard I sent you in Chicago? How was, there was that band that was having new metal night? Oh <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like, at like uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I yeah. St- we still have to do a live recording outside that place. But another pro for Limp Biscuit is they're not Canadian. So, like, <laughs> I, you know, which is, you know, it's a way good to, Way to piss off all our Canadian listeners. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, eh? <laughs> I don't know about the story, but still. Okay, and so my pros for Nickelback are there's no John Otta. You don't have to listen to the master... Na, ma, na, 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 you don't want to be taken to the Matthews Bridge? Well, you can get taken to the Matthews Bridge, but John Otto is like... 
I just play with Fred Wan. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's good. He is not a. He's not an eloquent speaker at all. I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is. Watching him try to sell his DVDs is some of the funniest YouTube. Yeah, because like it's like you could hire me for drums. I keep dropping my headphones and the microphone into me. Getting too. I'm getting too riled up. This uh, this beer is. It's winter warming. It's you. making me a little loosey goosey in the caboose <laughs> here, um, and then you know, you know, Nickelback doesn't have a DJ, and you we could say that. I just don't think bands should have DJs per- personally. I think it only worked in kind of like uh, what maybe Incubus, if that, uh, like House of Pain, where DJ Lethal was in House of Pain. Well, but they didn't <laughs> play guitars that much. Okay, but still, it worked. See, like a DJ, like DJs and like. Bands like that are different, but I'm thinking like DJ Lethal on top of like. First of all, guitars. DJ Lethal, bring it on. Okay. No, I'm just saying say. more. I'm just saying <laughs> more of like the their a pro for Nickelback is they don't have a DJ. Because could you imagine if Nickelback had a DJ? <laughs> they would, it would just add to how shitty they are. It would, it would definitely not work for them. Yeah. yeah. At least at least they had Limp Bizkit had the rap rock carryover, so right, it was like, right. hey, we're gonna instill the the DJ element of rap music into you know their rock metal sound. Yeah, it's yeah. like Aerosmith and Run DMC. It's exactly the same. To be one hundred percent. To the be same. fair, I think that if Chad Kroger heard this, they would probably consider adding a DJ. Which <laughs> DJ would you get? Would you think it would be like um, Mr. Han from Lincoln Park? Really? No, oh, I don't know. I just that's the only other. I think it would be like rock I think metal it would be DJ like Tiesto, or it would be <laughs> like uh, Cascade. Okay, you're talking about e- like EDM people. Okay. Well, no, it could be anybody. It could be like DJ Frank of like the you know <laughs> does parties in like Orland Park. <laughs> <laughs> I would think. Uh, yeah, DJ Bunny Lovin. No, they they would. I think isn't uh, Dead Mouse Canadian? I yeah, think he, yeah. So Dead Mouse. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nickelback and Dead Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might actually be working on an album together. They probably would. Yeah. Um. So so the I'll, last thing I have is a pro. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Going go, off no. My go ahead. Go right ahead. Is the Nickelback concerts were a drunken mess both times that I went. It was like a shit show. In a good way, like. Well, you also put it. I mean, you were at that point in time where you were going to be a drunken shit show. Yeah, they were <laughs> fun though. They were fucking awesome. They were insane. Like the pyrotechnics were good. I remember that. But yeah, those are my pros. We'll get to the cons next. Fire away. No, no, you go. I okay. want to hear some of your stuff. Well, so what I have here is a similar list, but I just I noted some of the. Uh, uh, similarities and or synergies uh, that the two of synergistic them, uh, approaches. Yes. Joe Flacco just got sacked. I feel like way. I'm going to get an email on LinkedIn asking if we can discuss synergies or something. Um, Clowney just <laughs> took and sacked Flacco. But uh, so I've got number one, we talked about brutally awful lyrics. So I put this under Limp Biscuit, but then I look at Nickelback and I just wrote same <laughs> <laughs> one fish, two fish, red fish, blue um, fish. What I mean, all of ever Nickelback's lyrics I think I would argue are worse than Limp Biscuits just because, like I said before, the comedy element to it. Um, I think there's some stuff done just for uh, show or flair, just to like, get a reaction. Whereas I think Nickelback's lyrics are like their attempt to be genuine. Yeah, but they take and make so much fucking money. Yeah, well, they both they both make lots of money. That's that's neither here nor there. So uh, going into number two, douchebag frontman. Douchebag frontman. So I've got that for Limp Biscuit, but then I also have same for Nickelback. <laughs> same for Nickelback. 
<laughs> but I did. Are know, these pros or are these cons? No, this is just kind of like my my overall views. But then I I also noted frosted tips for Nickelback. <laughs> well, Fred Durst didn't he have bleach blonde hair? Yes. Yeah. That's so not, like it's just. But not, he went full he hog. Not, okay, so you'd rather take somebody that has the dedication to go full bore. Yes. Instead of somebody that's going to do just the tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like I'm pretty positive that Chad Kroger had like a perm at one point. He had like flattened hair recently, yeah. more recently. <laughs> I think that was Avril's doing. Oh yeah, well, making him more so of a there skater is, boy. There's no chance. No, there's no chance that Chad Kroger was a skater boy. Not a, not a chance in hell. Canadian skater boy. <laughs> um, eh? So we we talked about the covers. That's good. The guitar playing's woof. And then uh, so the the wild card elements I have. Um, we talked about the red hats, but I will talk about West Borland's contacts. Because he wore goofy fucking and body paint. Is it pro or con? It's just just an observation, observation. right? Like Um, then, but I also noted Nickelback lost a popularity contest to a pickle. (laughs) 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 So, we're that's those are the their unique wild card uh, elements. I would assume so. Sweet dill. I mean, whatever. Relish. I don't know. I, mean, I relish I, the thought of that. Probably just about any pickle. You like my dad joke? <laughs> I relish the thought <laughs> oh, of that. Oh, boop. Um, so I have some cons here. Yeah, there are definitely, away, definitely things there. And I think this is a, some of them are reasons why people hate them because they want some of this back. And I think one of the reasons is Limp Bizkit isn't touring yet. Right Investors, now? possibly you. <laughs> who who could get a synergistic approach? <laughs> yeah, like Limp Bizkit. I would take and go see Limp Bizkit and like Crazy Town and <laughs> uh, Baja Men. Papa Roach. Like, you bring back Family Values to her. Family Values, Family values 2017, to her 2018. <laughs> you bring... Corn. 20, you bring it back for the 21st yeah. anniversary. God, that would be dangerously bad. Yeah, I would probably go to that just because, just to say I went. Um, but yes, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So and then also a con on Nickelback is they are still touring. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a pro and one on? They just it? dropped an album like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, it's not good. So I'll, I'll have more on that ferryman. later. I'll have more on that later. I listened to a lot of Nickelback today. Okay. Uh, like for science, of course. <laughs> and I listened to a lot of Lincoln Park or no, who are we talking about? Limp Biscuit, yeah, Limp Limpkin Park. Uh, <laughs> so there, yeah. A con is definitely John Otto's drumming. Like you could, like you could probably put a drum machine and save a <laughs> lot of money. You probably could. And DJ Lethal, the, the the drum machine doesn't take a share. <laughs> yeah, DJ Lethal press play kind of thing. And I do have the Fred Durst guitar solo. A con is I just don't think people understand the the new metal genre anymore. You know, parents just don't have, let their kids have fun. You know. They just don't know how to party. I that, that's a con. Yeah, okay. people just don't understand like the 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 angsty uh, vibes that come from living in the new metal world. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think that. But like my biggest con for Nickelback is not their music. Uh, yeah, all their shit sounds the same. It's Chad Kroger's hair. <laughs> <laughs> not because it's the tips, but it's so flawless at times, and yet looks so bad, and then looks so flawless again, then looks so horrible. It's like a, it's like um, he puts like a raccoon on the top of his head, <laughs> like a blonde raccoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's okay. just frosted tips, right? <laughs> He's like a Davy Crockett lookalike, but doesn't What's know. The, who's the Canadian Davy Crockett? <laughs> Eddie, uh, Tim Neil Horton. Young. Tim Horton. <laughs> Tim Horton. Yeah. He looks, 
I will not <laughs> grace the name of Tim Horton in the same <laughs> sentence as uh, Chad Kroger. <laughs> but doesn't it look like he's got a raccoon <laughs> on the top of his head? Chad, he's got something out there, yeah. It reminds him of a blind man. <laughs> so I did the liberty of uh, of going on to Rate Your Music, which is a fun website, um, a community... Dot community, com? Yeah, uh, a community rating uh, website, which is pretty solid. Like, they... Uh, they they do, uh, you know, kind of a full fledged you know statistical approach of uh, scoring for albums and then and, and artists and uh, you know roll that into you know an overall ranking. Um, so I'm taking a three album peak here because let's be honest three ab- three album peak a three album peak <laughs> that was my college nickname yeah it was um, because I feel like a lot of bands. That, that that's like their window is like the it's usually like three great albums tops. I mean, we're talking about run of the mill bands here. We're not talking about the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin or anything. We're talking about Limp Bizkit and Nickelback. So which I've are got, great bands that speak of a generation. Well, yes. So starting here at uh, three dollar bill, y'all. Uh, I love that name. We've got a two point four one out of five for Limp Bizkit's three dollar bill, y'all. We've got then moving on to their infinitely more famous, the one that really put them on the map, um, significant, significant other. other. Uh, they did it all for the nookie, and uh, that comes in at a two point four four out of five. Didn't they just do it their way? They well, they well, did it my way. Yeah, like Frank Sinatra style. Um, so then their third, you know, the third album in that mix, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Uh, came in at a 2.18. Probably got a three-tenths of a point deduction cause for a stupid fucking album name. Gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Did you ever listen to uh, Gold Cobra? Yes, of course. Yeah. They, they have a... So, ne- uh, negative for Limp Biscuit. they have a track called Douchebag. <laughs> 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 but, so then moving on to Nickelback's, arguably their peak um, time frame. So we're talking Silver Side Up and then the fo- subsequent two albums. Okay. So we're looking Which at Which ones were those? I don't remember. They're fucking they're stupid Canadian names. <laughs> um so it was probably their I think their biggest album was uh maybe in 2008. This would be the that would be the third one on this list. So, so. they've no they got like two or th- they've got Silver Side Up was their first one they made on and made mainstream stuff. Then they had a red cover one. I think it was called like The Longest Road. And then they had one they had two other really good mainstream albums where they made a fortune. Yeah. I remember I saw them on tour so, twice in 18 months. So here <laughs> they have – so I took their their middle ground here. So we've got Silver Side the Up. The Middle Earth. Which cli- chimes in at a 1.92 out of 5. Oh, God. Um, then we move on, follow up, 2.06 out of 5. At least and, they're trending upward. And then we've got a 1.91 out of 5. So – Objectively, statistically, by the by the user ratings on Rate Your Music, Limp Biscuit had a better three album peak. Now, if you want to look further, uh, Limp Biscuit has has the a uh, far lower uh, when they did. I believe it was like their old songs or whatever they called it, um, like new old songs. I think greatest is hits. With I don't G. even know if it was a uh, greatest hits or wh- whatever the fuck it was. That's a one point two nine out of five. That's so a hot dog chip. They catch it. They hit the bottom pretty hard. They are far far below any Nickelback scores there. However, they rebounded uh, to a, they rebounded with a one point six eight. Gold Cobra got a two point three seven. Critically acclaimed. Critically Gold acclaimed. Cobra. And then their latest album got a two point three four. 
So they moved. They're they're. Wait, they have a new one. They have a newer album than Gold Cobra. I, where am I been? On I don't this? know. So it's they're bunched right in that fucking meaty part of the curve. They're not solid not showing off. Not showing not falling off, behind. Falling behind. So then you go to Nickelback. George, these are his grades. <laughs> so Nickelback had two full fledged albums before they got famous. Yes. Um. So you have those rated at a one point nine zero. And then a 2.09. And that's before Canada exported them. So <laughs> if their people didn't like it, you know. So Canadians are a very forgiving culture. They are. Then you move on. So then down the road, you have a 1.85, a 1.99, a 1.96. Their latest album, which just dropped, is a 2.30, giving them their highest rated album is the one they just put out. Holy shit. And it sucked balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. True. Maybe Chad Kroger's raccoon hair is looking a lot better these days. So this, I think overall, I think Nickelback is the more hated group. Whether it's rational or not, for some reason, people just don't fucking like them. Yeah. And Limp Bizkit is fucking dreadful. Awful. But I think because of how absurd they are, or were really mostly because I mean no one really thinks of Limp Biscuit in like 2017 terms. They're thinking of you know I do going but back that's to different. going back to MTV days. Um, they are I think because they have that comedy element that people are like ha 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 Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah they were they were lame whatever. But they didn't try but to be lame. That's the th- see the thing with Limp Biscuit is at least they were a relatively original. Whereas Nickelback just seems like a ripoff of something every time they put something out, not directly a ripoff of themselves. No, they're just a they're just like a parody of like popular music, a popular rock music, like every single time. Like none of the none of the things they do seem unique, and none of them seem genuine. Didn't Chad Kroger perform with Carlos Santana? Maybe I think he did. I think there was a there was a uh, a song that they did. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'm going to the deep recesses of my brain to think about this. But I mean, what do you think? Like, cause, I mean, we we took a poll on Facebook, and it was seven like out seven, of, seven was, out of ten of this podcast yeah. listeners would agree and say that Limp Bizkit, or excuse uh, that, me, Limp that, Bizkit is the least hated. Yeah, band. is le- or is less, uh, is hated, less hated than, than Nickelback. That. You know, I, I'm interested to see like how many people would hate both. Yeah. Um, oh, because I full fledged. I mean, we it was a loaded question. Like, it was definitely you have to acknowledge some hate in there. Um, because the question was who is most hated, right? But okay, let's just let's hashtag real talk here. Yeah, when you're inebriated to a severe amount, is there any way that you can't vibe to either of them willingly? I, I would Nickelback. say yes. I would say yes. I, I'm a hard pass on Nickelback. <laughs> I've done both, so <laughs> you know this is a lot of like bearing my soul to the world right now. <laughs> I may never get another job ever again because of this. <laughs> like, we returned to a podcast Sorry, episode where you said you listened to Nickelback in person and went to them tw- and saw them in concert twice. We don't trust your judgment. Yeah. Like, you saw them once, but not only twice. But yeah. Yeah. fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. <laughs> I was getting the chicken wings or the chicken tenders. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, thoughts. General thoughts. I mean, that's just, salute general thoughts. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much where I land. Is like, I think that people just. I, I think Nickelback is more 
front and center too because they've had more hits recently. Commercial success. Yeah, too. Com- serious commercial success. I mean, hell, you know what? Like, if I could pull that off, I'd be happily in Nickelback's shoes. Like, yeah, um, they they have a lot of a lot of money and I mean, uh, yeah, Chad have Kroger's all of the all of the spoils that Canada has to offer them. Yeah, um, they still write garbage fucking music. Yeah, but Chad Kroger's laughing to the bank when it's like, yeah, it sucks that we get made fun of like this and stuff like that. But they make a lot of money. Yeah, like, sure, they make a a fuck ton of money. Yeah, they do. Um, God, this beer is good. Good. I mean, good for them. I'm happy for them. Uh, but uh, it doesn't mean they don't suck because they definitely suck. Something fierce. Yeah, I think there's a level of suckage on everything. So for you, if you had to cast a vote, I'm casting a hard vote on Nickelback. Interesting. Okay. Because not because of anything other than they're just unoriginal fucking hacks. Okay. And Chad Kroger's hair. <laughs> raccoon hair <laughs> you're gonna think of like we're gonna nigg- start a if if i swear to god if like someone <laughs> someone finds out that chad croker puts a raccoon on his goddamn head every day it's like he's got pikachu <laughs> on the top of his head <laughs> pikachu right am i not right <laughs> it's 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 something it's something i'm gonna abstain from voting you you cannot sir you cannot. Oh man, let's just wait. Did Ray Lewis? What happened here? No, stop watching the football <laughs> Sorry game. Sorry about that. I get distracted. <laughs> like if I had to pick the two, I I currently seek more enjoyment listening to Limp Biscuit. Okay, I didn't. That's not the question. I hate Limp Biscuit less. Okay, so therefore you hate Nickelback more. Yes, and therefore it answers the question and rounds out our segment. Thus, Nickelback yes. is hated more than Limp Biscuit. Yep. Seven out of ten listeners. Seven out of ten of this podcast listeners can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. Except I'm curious <laughs> who the three that hated Limp Bizkit are. If I find out, if you beseech the name of the Durst household on this podcast boards. We're gonna, you're going to take them to the Matthews Bridge. Is that take, what you're saying? I'm going to send John Otto to play drums for you. Like, book him for a private session for you. It's like, God, that would be the worst prison sentence ever. Sir, we don't need solitary confinement. No. You just get to sit, listen to John Otto See, play think, the drums. I think what might be worse would be having to listen to Fred Durst freestyle. Rap or guitar? Yes. <laughs> Rap on a guitar, like a vocoder? <laughs> so, oh, God. I think we've beaten this to a bloody pulp. We, we have. We've emotionally exhausted ourselves. I'm going to go cry in the corner. <laughs> so, Patrick, let's let's move on. Uh, let's Let's get into a lighter topic, my man. Uh, why don't we talk? Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, some of the fine viewing uh, things that you did over this weekend? You you did watch yourself uh, a little bit of uh, te- television and movies, and we got on the topic of hockey movies. Uh, why don't we uh, delve into that? Because you had a uh, w- with your microphone in your face. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting you beer. had yourself a uh, enjoyable little uh, weekend, but uh, you you made a. Strong observation about the movie Slapshot and how it should be basically universally applied to all things in life. And that got us uh, talking about hockey movies. So, Patrick, why don't we talk uh, some of the top hockey movies and then I'll uh, I'll hit you with a surprise pick later in this uh, later in this segment because I think I got one that uh, you're going to miss. While you pour your beer, though. Slapshot 3? <laughs> slap with, shot. like, Billy yeah. Baldwin? No, don't see Slapshot 3. Don't see anything other than the first Slapshot. Yeah. Uh, the public service announcement from all this podcast, uh, it will save you a lot of a lot of time and, and effort. Uh, just, just if you're going to see Slapshot, only see the first one. Yeah, I kind of just rounded out, like, hockey movies for me are freaking fun. Like, I love watching them. 
it, they're hard as hell to film. They're ridiculously hard to film. Yeah. From what I've known, and you, I think you got inspired by this by uh, making the uh, trek ninety miles north of here uh, to go up to the great state of Wisconsin and see the uh, the fine Milwaukee Admirals. Who did they play? The Chicago Wolves. Oh, it was the rivalry. Yeah, night. the Amtrak rivalry. Yeah, the Amtrak rivalry went into OT in the um, Great Dangle on the end. Five hole sent the Wolves packing. Heyo. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Like for me, like sports movies are like I I feel like sports movies kind of like run into the category of you have your like We Are Marshall or Remember the Titans or these like sentimental like ah oh, rah rah movies, and then you have these like stupid like I'm not gonna say slapstick. I'm gonna say slap dick comedies <laughs> like where that are just so like over the top like. But they're cheesy, like yeah. necessary roughness. And I know I'm going on movies that are just like not hockey. We're gonna get to it. I'm explaining the backstory. This might be the beer talking, <laughs> but I'm explaining the backstory. Um, and so like for me, when I take a look at hockey movies, I kind of try to think about like the historical uh, implications of the hockey movies, like also with like the comedic and entertaining values of it. So. My honorable, I got a top three. Do you have a top three list? Uh, like, what do you got? I've got, you, I've got a list, my you man. You got a list here. So, like, mine, I love the kids' movies. I love the Mighty Ducks. I love all these things mm-hmm. here. But I was thinking about more of, like, my top. I could sit down and watch them. You could sit me down, and I will watch them hour to hour, end to end, cover to cover, um, any single time of day. And they're kind of ones that you really don't think of that are good movies. My honorable mention in my list is if you haven't done so go watch the movie goon oh yeah like for those who are hockey fans like talking about like raunchy comedy kind of stuff mm-hmm. you got stifler uh <laughs> and oh, what is it sean sean william scott yep exactly exactly doug glatt comes out and he's just goes out and beats the shit out of people and he's the enforcer it's a comedy that's definitely one that's interesting because you and don't expect it from that perspective you always want to know, like, who's the goal scorer? Who's yeah. this? And all and that. surprisingly, Goon 2, not terrible. I have it. a sequel. I have it. I started watching it. I bought it on Amazon Instant. Um, That wasn't a paid sponsorship, by the way. I just <laughs> happened to purchase it on Amazon Instant. But if you want to get it on Amazon Instant, go use all this podcast uh, link to go help out. Uh, Indeed. Help Indeed. out the show. But yeah, I haven't got about halfway through that and going to restart it because I couldn't, couldn't engage. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes you have that with movies where you start watching them, you can't engage, but it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just like it wasn't the right movie for that time. Sure. Yeah. So for me, Goon 2 is going to have to be re-engaged. But okay, in my top three hockey movies of all time, we're going to start with one that's historical. It's a Disney movie, and it's not the Disney movie that everybody thinks of. I know it, where you're going. You know where I'm going. You're going to Miracle on Ice, right? Yep. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Um, He's going to escape from L.A. and then coach a <laughs> hockey team. Yeah, big trouble. <laughs> big trouble in Little China. <laughs> big trouble in Lake Placid. He's going to send those Russians pack in there for it. But <laughs> That would have been a way better movie, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just mix all Kurt Russell movies there. I think we have an executive decision about that. Yep. hey one of the greatest movies of all time, historically relevant. I guess it kind of was like a Remember the Titans-ish kind of like yeah. historical biopic for it. But it was like... But it was, it was a real, you know, a real life story, too. So, like, you didn't have to fabricate any sort of elements of, like, 
oh, look at the, you know, the ragtag group of kids who, you know, went out and did it. Like, no, that, that fucking happened. Right, exactly, exactly. And I remember, like, hearing my dad tell stories about it because he was working down in Chicago. It was in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. It was 1980. 1980 team. Yeah. And, like, he was working, and he remembers going through Ogilvy train station and they had TVs around, and everybody stopped. Because this was something, like, it, you, you, I, I don't want to give this away, but the U.S. wins the gold eventually. But the game is... The miracle part isn't about the gold medal game. It's about the semifinal game that gets mm-hmm. them to the gold medal where they finally beat up on the Soviet Union. And it's like the it heavily favored, Soviet. heavily favored. And it was more of a cultural Cold War, mm-hmm. um, Cold War type movie than it was. And so like the significance of like my dad saying like, yeah, I remember we were in the train station going home and it was packed and everybody was looking at this like 13 inch or 14 inch black and white TV or whatever, just in the train station watching this game and everybody left their train and people started billowing in and packing it out. And it's like, that is one of the most like historical. And it was the last time they used any or uh, college athletes, Mm -hmm. I believe um, before switching over to pro athletes. Yeah. If, if it's not the last, it's one one of the last ones before they switched it over. And it's like, it it meant so much more um, to, the the cold war itself than it did just it wasn't a hockey game right and like if you watch it like you'll see it it's great acting um it's great acting like all around and it just like tells you like man there's some really good freaking hockey college hockey players and college hockey towns around so that's definitely three on my list what's some of yours um so i've got uh i've got miracle on there for sure um I've got Mighty Ducks high up on my list. It's a good, we, and we've talked, we've done, franchise. yeah, we've done the, the, you know, the Mighty Ducks, you know, all, we've gone in depth on Mighty Ducks. I don't think there needs to be significant conversation. I think there. from, just from a fashion standpoint, those jerseys are iconic. Yeah. All of sure. the jerseys that came out of there, except for D3, I didn't really like those, but <laughs> like all the jerseys are there, like fashion statements. And that truly summed up the nineties. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I've got that. I have also got Goon as well, yep. but why don't I drop why don't I drop this one on you because I don't think you you did the research on this bad boy. Um we're going to talk a little bit about uh a fun-loving primate named Jack who just happens to have a penchant for playing ice hockey. What the fuck? <laughs> they is made this? a fucking MVP most valuable primate hockey movie. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm dead goddamn serious. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me process that. I'm going to process that like you processing Chad Kroger's raccoon hair. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Um, Do you have a synopsis for this, or is this? I just just gave it to you. A (laughs) fun-loving, a fun-loving primate named Jack has a penchant for playing ice hockey. Is it chimpanzee or or an orangutan? I I don't know if I think he's, I think he's a chimp. Okay. I don't, but I, you know, I don't want to be besmirch him either. I mean, Dude, he's it would an be, orangutan. It would be best if they got Dunstan to just like fucking like. If Dunstan checked in. Dunstan. Dunstan checks in. Dunstan hops over the boards for a fucking shift. Yeah, no, but he literally checked in, yeah. like checked somebody. Like, God, dude, Hollywood, let's hit me up. I got these ideas. I'll write it tonight. So that that's my other one because Dunstan. I think I mean besides that, I mean Slapshot being the huge one. I mean like that's don't a, don't, don't go there yet. I, I want to go there on my list yet, but I I want to go Slapshot because okay. it's a it's a movie where. Like it's one of those movies that you get to see when you're you're still relatively young. I didn't see it until my twenties. Really? I didn't see Slapshot 
So I saw Cool Hand Luke in high school uh-huh. because that was part of film class. Okay. But I never saw Slapshot until I saw was sitting and watching well, I, it. I can't imagine why they wouldn't play it in your high school film class. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome movie. <laughs> but I didn't see it till I was drinking beers with JJ on the couch and we were just fucking playing NHL. He's like, let's take a break from this. And so we watched Slapshot, which is awesome. Yeah. Dave's a killer. Dave's a mess. <laughs> like, I th- The first time I saw Slapshot, I was over at my buddy Mitch's place. And I think his dad had shout out like, to Mitch. I think his dad had like been like, oh, like rent this movie kind of thing. Like didn't give us the money for it, but like gave us the the nudge to go get it, which is uh, probably so, worth it. Yeah, I mean, so I was probably eleven, maybe twelve. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, seeing that movie at that age, it's like okay, now like that was it, like it just opens it. up a whole new world oh, of, yeah. of possibilities if i would have if i would have seen slapshot at the age of 12 i probably wouldn't have played football <laughs> you i would have probably off. played hockey yeah if we could have afforded it like i would have played hockey <laughs> he took a skate off and started <laughs> you know like slapshot was a great movie i'm gonna get to slapshot again okay. we'll, we'll, we'll revisit it but i, I don't want to sell this one short because it's another really good you remember a russell crowe film Gladiator, yes. Yes, Gladiator. <laughs> Gladiator on Ice. Uh, Hank Azaria is also in it. Um, Mystery Alaska. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is one of the most underrated films of all time. And uh, hockey movies, too. Great story. Burt Reynolds. Burt <laughs> Reynolds. Need I say more? Turd Ferguson, Turd is, the Ferguson. Ca- is the judge. <laughs> Smokey. Like, I mean, yeah, Smokey and also his (laughs) bandits, band of misfits. Uh, Smokey, well, fuck, I don't know. Here, let me reset here. Mystery Alaska, Alaskan River Pond Hockey. They get the New York Rangers to come up. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's a PR stump, but they get within one. They get with, spoiler alert, they get within one goal of potentially beating them. Like on pond hockey, like in a a game there. It's like, yeah, that's a taken in like a. Like it's a it's a good emotional like high to watch it, but it's like it's still a fucking funny movie. It's a yeah. hilarious, hilarious movie. I think the cool part about it is like you get to look and see like the vistas of Alaska and all this stuff, and like it just shows like you never know like what you can expect from um, like extreme situations. You know, sure, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also funny too. <laughs> like. like <laughs> I don't want to ruin all the comedic parts with you, but I also own that on Amazon Instant. That's not a not that's a, not a plug. Not a paid plug. That's not a paid <laughs> plug, but it's just true. I, I buy a lot of Amazon Instant movies, <laughs> a lot of hockey movies too. I don't think I have Miracle because that was expensive. But let's oh, get you back. got that you got that Disney money. I got that Disney money. But the Slapshot, Slapshot. When I first saw it, I was like, "This is it has to be one of Paul Newman's finest movies." Yeah, for it, sure. it has to be like granted, like he had a historic career. And, you know, like, oh, not only am I going to take and be this, like, prolific actor, I'm going to start a racing team that is one of the most, like... And and a dressing company? Well, that was all charitable. I know. That was all charitable. But still, it's like, like, oh, and I'm going to have this, and I'm going to have that there. Like, Paul Newman in Cool Hand Luke is one thing, but then also in Slapshot is a good thing. What's your favorite Slapshot moment? Like, what do you remember? When was the last time you saw it? It's been a while since I saw it. Honestly... I mean, if I'm if I'm if twelve year old Steve is is talking here, boobs. <laughs> Seeing boobs, <laughs> boobs in a movie is a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> what if older Steve is talking here too? <laughs> boobs um, in a movie. 
I think, I mean, it's not one particular moment, but just literally everything involving the Hansons. Oh, God. Putting the foil on. <laughs> just literally They every... brought their fucking toys. <laughs> Don't give me none of that root beer. I remember they were like they were doing like a promotional appearance somewhere. I think like one of the the Zion like the Zion Illinois the Hanson brothers. Yeah, like oh they were because like at the time they were still you know like they were doing like an anniversary run or anniversary tour and like you could go see them. It's like oh the Hansons are there. I and at the time like Hanson the band was was a thing. Okay, so, so they're cross promoting. <laughs> And there's three of both of yeah, them, so it's like, wait, these play hockey or are they singing umba? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I think for me, one of the best is uh, when you take a look at that movie. It's not just like the hockey. There's like so much good comedic writing that has gone into that. Um, you know, obviously Dave's a killer. <laughs> Dave's a yes. mess. This is <laughs> one of the best. I still think that one of my favorite quotes in all of movie history is, oh. It's the fashion show. It's like th- wearing this ensemble by Omar Sharif is <laughs> Billy Charles boy, who, if I can read the card right, hails from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best fucking quotes ever. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is Moose Jaw really? Pl- is it a real place? Like, I didn't know until I saw that. I'm like. How do you spell Saskatchewan? I had an know? economics professor in college who was from Saskatchewan. I think Chad Kroger's from Saskatchewan. He might be. No, he's not. <laughs> he's probably from BC. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I guess BC not. and Saskatchewan aren't close. No. You know they had the Grey Cup this weekend? Yeah, and, it snowed. Uh, Mark, and Mark Trestman won it. Are you serious? Yeah. He went the back? Argon- the Argonauts won it, yeah. God, we're degrading out of And he won Coach of the Year. God, that's bad Old news. Oh, Canada. Bad news. <laughs> Eddie Shore, old time hockey. I think it's fear funny. Sure, sure, sure. I think it's funny how we talk about Tim Horton and <laughs> Chad Kroger. We end up on Eddie Shore old time hockey. <laughs> Any other honorable mentions for you in the uh, hockey films? Let's see. No, we've got Goom. We got Mighty Ducks. We got Miracle. No, but I mean Most Valuable Primate. God, that's one I never put on my list of there's hockey a, films. Uh, there's like another 80s hockey movie that's popular. I think it's like Young Blood or something like yep, that. Yep. With yeah. um, I've never um, seen it. Rob Lowe. Is it Rob Lowe? Yeah, it's Rob Lowe. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I think it was before he got busted for oh, that yeah, hooker. Oh, yeah, it had to be. Yeah. You know, Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> I mean, you, some people consider, like, Happy Gilmore to be a hockey movie. It's not, but he does have a hockey element. He does have a hockey element, but yeah. the Happy Gilmore is a golf movie. Right. Or an Adam Sandler fart joke movie. <laughs> I'm Donkey Kong. Three hundred sixty-four more days till hockey trials. I gotta <laughs> toughen up. Yep. Ah, uh, uh. Awesome, awesome. Well, Patrick, with uh, that being said, we've we've come to the end of hockey. Um, we need to go on to more. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! So before before we cut hockey here, we're gonna go overtime. Um, oh, so shoot out. I live down the block from the uh, Santa Clara. Uh, where the 49ers play and their goal horn one or their their scoring horn is better than the san jose sharks for one but then two i can hear it a fucking three quarters of a mile away Uh (laughs) uh-huh it is going full-fledged and it's like the the 49ers don't score that often so i think they play it at like the start of the game at the end of the quarter at the end of the half like because it's like the 49ers are hot garbage so there's no chance that they're they're scoring that many points <laughs> but yes they're are you impressed right now with uh, what's going on uh i mean it's <laughs> it's something 
but uh, I, I'm impressed that I did spill. <laughs> <laughs> but the 49ers uh, uh, goal or scoring horn is way better than the San Jose Sharks, who are an actual hockey team and should have a goal horn. But yeah, but I, they got a shark with lasers that they come do. out of its they eyes. They do. That's that's a topic for another day, my man. Yes. Uh, because well, maybe perhaps maybe some technology was lent to the sharks that could uh, perhaps automate, say, that shark that has the lasers coming out of its eye. That was the most um. confused <laughs> security lady ever. <laughs> <laughs> so backstory, we got to tell a hockey backstory. I walk in, Steve and I walk into San Jose, the shark tank, and I know that they have this shark that comes off the the ceiling of the thing they, that skate, they skate out through. Yeah, like it's their like little it's like know, tunnel like, yeah their tunnel but then like they shoot like it's got red eyes and stuff like that and they put lights out there and i knew where it was i i kind of knew about it i just didn't know where it was and so we walk in and the you know maybe 18 year old usher who's sitting there it's like her second day and i walk <laughs> up after a couple of beers where's the shark with the lasers out of thighs <laughs> she's like the fuck is this guy talking about and they had to be, would you like to take a survey about the stadium? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I gave you my survey. It sucks. Where's the shark with the lasers <laughs> that come out of its eyes? And then I walk away. Steve's like, I apologize. <laughs> Lord, I apologize for his behavior. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things ever. So I digress. Sorry. Yes. Well, I was saying perhaps uh, maybe Google or Amazon has lent some automation technology to uh, uh you know, the, the San Jose Sharks so that, uh, you know, they don't have to uh, control it with a remote control. Maybe they can just control it with their voices because we're going to talk a little bit about some home automation product action because uh, we are uh, we're full fledged in the home automation game right now, my man. We've got uh, you got a, you got your echoes all over the place. I've got my Google Home. So why don't we talk uh, talk a little bit about that riff on some of the uh, the fun stuff that we're doing there? Aren't you afraid the government's listening to you? No, I ain't got shit going on. I, I'm afraid because I have one in my bedroom that it's listening to me as I sleep. And I don't know if I want to know well, what I, it's listening I, I to. I don't think anyone gives a shit about you sleeping. <laughs> it's the, uh, what was the, the band that you fell asleep listening to? Uh, you listened to like 18 hours of the Bee Gees or something? When you, uh, you passed, <laughs> when out? I passed out on, on a tequila drunk? <laughs> yeah. With a shoe behind my pillow? Yep, that's they, it. <laughs> they already know about that from your uh, from your search history anyhow. So you're you're okay, but... Yes. God, that was a fun uh, night. No, I mean, well, the creep factor is one thing <laughs> I have I have to talk about, but uh, like you're a, you're definitely like a, you're an early adopter on the Amazon Echo. It's like you've had it well before, like you know, you had it on like the first the first run of it. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think? Uh, like thus far, like have you? Uh, what have you done with it uh, thus far that's made your life easier? I think for me, it's it's an interesting. It's a very interesting thing. I didn't know I needed this product line mm-hmm. until I actually had it. And then I'm like, man, I'm lazy as fuck. <laughs> and it's not that I'm lazy as fuck. Like people say like, okay, they do like they're shopping off of there. I don't trust it. Right. The government. Um, I don't trust to have that there, but like simple things. Like I have all my lights set up to turn on and off yeah. by voice recording. I definitely do too, because uh, that is probably one of the, the, easiest things to like scratch off your off your list of like things they have to do it's like not having to get up out of bed to turn the lights right, off right. Is or to fantastic. yeah to turn them on to turn them off yeah. it's good like simple things like playing music is also good like i i'm not a, gonna lie i'm a huge fan of the jeopardy app you know playing some of the <laughs> jeopardy stuff on there 
But like, if you're also a fan of fart jokes, like you ask Alexa for a fart and then she'll just do it, kind of thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. So we're sitting here in the studio, and we knowing full well that we were going to be talking about Alexa. Patrick has muted his uh, has muted his echo. So because I would have bought like ten pounds of whatever. <laughs> Steve is like Alexa. <laughs> just I'll do the voice and, commands, and you would hear infinite numbers of farts going on in the background <laughs> because it does have the ability that if you ask it for a fart, it will give you one. Right, but. I think like there's a lot of things with it that are just like around the home automation side of things like getting it with the Philips Hue was great like there's things around there like I don't turn light switches much off anymore right like on and off with it I don't know does it make me lazier as a person probably but it's a better experience too because like I can take and have things it's weird I never thought I would just like it feels like Star Trek mm-hmm. where you just say like command and then something happens kind of thing. I yeah. think it's a weird technology that we're going into, but beyond it being Alexa, I think the home automation in a general sense is a very interesting thing. Like there's a like automation from a standpoint, from my perspective of being a programmer, it's like if you can automate a task that would take you five minutes or 10 minutes to do, you've just saved five, 10 minutes of your time. If you mm-hmm. do that over and over again, you've then actually made good processes for it. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think we haven't even scratched the surface of where it's going to be. It's also really fun to prank people (laughs) with that. (laughs) It's exceptionally fun to do that. Um, No, I agree wholeheartedly on the, uh, the, the time saving mechanisms there. Like if you can eventually get to the point where it's saving you significant uh, portions of time, like using if this, then that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Um, Like that's, that's incredible stuff where I know a lot of people are very like fearful of like, Oh, well robots are taking over and everything's going to get automated. It's like, well, those automations are freeing you up to do other things. Other more valuable things. If you look at it in that manner, rather than just like, Oh, it's taking over. It's like, well, if it's taking over and you have nothing else better to do, right, then, right, right. then, you know, that's one thing. But if you have more important shit going on, like that automation is incredibly valuable. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I don't, I use mine, I, and I'm so a, let's let's talk about your setup because yeah. you're a little bit of a late adopter. Uh, uh, well, late, not not late as in you're just getting well, later to because it. I didn't jump on the Echo. You went I mean, in the ecosystem you wanted yeah. to go to. So uh, I debated buying an Echo when it came out. I had the beta, like I had the invitation, so I could have got one. You know, well, however for many sure, fucking years sure. ago it was, you know, that they launched. That's the advantage that Amazon has. Like they launched that product way far it was so far like out in front of it and when i else. first heard of it i'm like who's gonna ever need this bullshit yeah. and then i tried it and i'm like oh my god this is fucking the inter- it was an interesting thing too because they're you know a massive retailer so it's like their premise of using this like they they have their hand in all sorts of industries but ultimately i mean one of the core functions of it is to sell you more shit right is um, to get you an easy way for hands-free to yeah. purchase stuff off there. Um, which and, and again that's not to say it doesn't do a ton of other valuable stuff because it does all those other things too but that was like the that's one of the purposes like they're a retailer they have a reason for offering this at a low price to you um so i personally use google for just about everything so when google launched the home i jumped on that right away um so and really it's it's just a convenience thing for me because i'm tied into so much of google's ecosystem it makes more sense for me 
like I use Google Music, so like it's a natural tie-in. Um, Absolutely, you know, Android phones, you know, from from Jump. Like I've I've been always just tied there, so um, it's it's a natural fit. And then I will say that the one difference between the two products, and like there are other smart speakers out there that are being offered, but honestly, like I got to imagine that Google and Amazon own like 95% of the market at this point. Well, for me, like when I first got the Echo, so I have a full-size Echo in my living room and I have a dot in my bedroom. And so the reason I wanted the dot was just like, it's good to be able to have like that extra thing. The speaker on the dot, you need to set up a Bluetooth speaker or some sort of speaker that goes into it because it's not that good. The default one that I have for like, the, I think it's the dot two. Like mm, it's the, the it's second still, generation, the second generation of them. But the first generation of the echo, I think when they first came out with it, there was the tall echo. They had the first generation echo dot. And then they had like a, like a portable Bluetooth, like speaker almost mm-hmm. with it. I put that Bluetooth. I got the echo first, the full size one. Yeah. I put that thing up and I take and tell it. And it is, the audio that comes from that speaker is 100% the one of the best speakers. I, You don't even need a home entertainment system anymore with it. Like playing Spotify, it's crystal clear. You can control it with the voice. Mm-hmm. Like, and the cool part is like, hey, Alexa, play the next track. And it does it. And I know the Google Assistant does the same thing too. Yeah, it It's does. just like it's it just makes things like, okay, when I'm cooking and I've got, you know, my hands are dirty yeah, cooking definitely. something like that. And I need to take and make sure I'm – listening to the correct Hall and Oates track <laughs> while I'm cooking right, oatmeal. Track. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know, shrimp biscuits while I'm making Cheddar Bay shrimp biscuits. <laughs> um, it's great to have. Like, do we need this technology? No. Could you have done this without it? But it makes life so much easier. Yeah. So I have a similar setup because I have the full-size Google Home. Um, and then I also have the Home Mini. Right. Which is just recently launched. Um, because uh, the home mini, well, one, I got it for free when I bought my, my, my new phone, but I was going to buy them regardless because for sure, we for need sure. them for other rooms. Like I have a, my apartments big enough to the point where I need to have them in other spaces because you can't hear it where it's at my, my homes in my office. And then the home minis are in like the living room and then the bedroom. Um, but, uh, what we, what we've done with it is like the, the, I use it a lot. Like the the assistant is great for Google. Like for that's, sure, that's like a noted. That's like, one thing that I've strong noted. advantage of the Google Home versus versus the Alexa is a little lacking in like it, phone related right. stuff because they're not again Amazon's main purpose of it is we're going to give you this cool stuff, but we want you to buy shit. Yeah, and Google's is we want you to be productive. Mm-hmm. You might buy shit off of Google Shopping, but it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, ads, uh, uh, they compile all that data. It just targets you with different ads and I mean, sure, ultimately sure. makes them more valuable as, uh, you know, as a platform to advertisers. But um, with so the assistant is like a huge, a huge upgrade for me. Um, the sound on the Google Home, the, the main unit is not fantastic. The speaker is super bass heavy. It's like I, I liken it to like if like beats was making a speaker like everything is bass and it's like it's which is so odd because if you listen you've heard the echo here yeah. it's crystal clear right it's and more... and the thing that sucks about the home is that you can't eq it yeah. so yeah. They, they have no capabilities there but i will say the home mini speakers crazy loud like surprisingly loud 
um, which is kind of an interesting thing because the, the home gets loud, but not egregiously loud. Like for not, sure, for sure. Not to the point where I'm like, okay, this is definitely gonna get turned down. Like even on max volume, like it's loud, but I can definitely still stand it for sure. Um, being you know relatively close to it, but yeah, the the features of the being one tied into the ecosystem and then having like the the excellent assistant and the search power of Google is a like a insane combination because it's like you have literally the the full power of the internet like at your fingertips where like not that the echo can't do some strong you know some decent searching and everything but like google's is it's like spot right, on very right. responsive very quick um it makes my life you know much easier on some things so let's not talk about the brand itself so we let's let's talk about it as like a binary yeah. from a this oh my god that was a catch and a half Sorry, <laughs> I got distracted by that. Um, let's talk about it from a home automation versus a not home automation. Because I know some people that might listen to this mm-hmm. um, don't understand where the, like, wouldn't want to take the leap. And, you know, I know that you and I were consumers at this point where we didn't necessarily know if we wanted to take the leap. What is the biggest hands-on thing that taking that leap has done for you? What do you think is, like, the best part? We know the music part's good, mm-hmm. but like, what's the best like? Like for me, it's ordering stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like getting quick weather alerts and updates and all that stuff. And I, I've like I've started to take in build my stuff like around my home around having this as being a central hub mm-hmm. with the Philips Hue lights and the Lumetric smart clocks and all these different things. Not fully there, not going to take and go get everything. Right. But it's definitely in the, like, you know, the, I could see myself going down and getting some of, like, the Wemo smart plugs and mm-hmm. all this stuff like that. Yeah. What, what say you? For me, the big thing is just not having to always have, my like, a device, like, to look things up. You don't to have get, to have a remote all the right. time. I don't have to have, well, for me, it's like, you know, if I'm cooking, like, I don't want to have to have my laptop in the kitchen. Like to look up a recipe for sure. Uh, it's like being hand, being untethered to a, you know, I'm still talking, working with a device, but not having to physically interact with the device. Just have to, just having to talk to it and ask it for what I need um, is a is a immense help for me. Uh, for sure. Getting like you said, getting those quick updates. Like whereas normally I'd be like, all right, hold on, let me go on my phone, let me pull up the weather, or let me go and see what uh, you know this, the, you know this is selling for or whatever. It's like okay, I can just ask. And then get that handed to me right away. Yeah, and then you can make a decision off of that. Yeah, yeah they're tracking that data point that you right. asked for. But and still, who cares? My ordering, like, I, I'm very seldomly ordering anything off there. But it's just, it's another... It's just beer and pork rinds, yeah, right? It's just, it's like another way, to, like, it, for me to save things. Like, I, normally I'm writing things down, but this thing is double track you know, you know it's it's like a carbon copy of everything i've got going on for because, sure for sure because i keep myself tied in with you know because it's, it's tied into all of my stuff and uh, yeah there's there's a little creep factor to it like they're obviously building a profile of you based off of the the things that you tell it and and share with it but at the same time it's like if you're using any internet service whatsoever like they're doing every service is doing that to you right like, you if you're using op- a free service it's it's not free you're giving up your personal information if, any, if you believe that anything in this world is free you are completely wrong about yeah. that and i think that's something that you know people need to take in there is a utilitarian value that comes out of having these services that these home automation things that make it easier like 
if you're taking going that route, awesome. But also know that there are some things that aren't going to be, you know, anonymous. I don't know right. how much. Like, I don't know how people hack them, whatnot. Shit can happen. But just, like, know what it is there. Um, I see, from me, I see the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the benefit outweigh any of the, the, the negatives and the cons of having it. I think it's amazing. It's an amazing tool. And I'm very, like, I can't wait to, like, ex- I thought about getting another one. Yeah. I mean, why not? I thought about upgrading the mini for, like, a full-on, full-blown one in my bedroom to just get that speaker, get that bit better speaker. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Well, they've even got them now. Like, the like Amazon's out in front, and they've got their one with the that has a built-in screen. Yeah, um, so you could like I mean, video. That's like the that's the call. next tier of things. Is like gonna have it's you know this device is gonna have a screen so that you can you know queue up things that you want to watch yada yada yada. Um, See, Seinfeld had a point when they're like Kramer's like in the year two thousand we're all gonna be on speed dial. You just like think of a person it's like whoa, well, that's a, yeah, Newman. <laughs> I can now make calls like just recently like right. Google opened it up so that I can make calls from my speaker, which is awesome because it's like hey I can tell it be, just be like hey call mom. And then it's just like, you know, sitting on a hands-free device, like in my car or wherever. It's like, hey, I can just have a conversation while I'm sitting here. And you got to think, they're just bypassing the phone companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, not just, I'm not talking about like the phone company as in like AT&T, Verizon or whatever. I'm thinking about like AT&T Bell. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. traditional landline phone companies. It's just all VoIP now. It's yeah. just great. It's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that that's definitely like all this stuff is... It's definitely got a a benefit for me. Um, I can understand where some some people might not want that, and that and the, you know that's that's an individual decision that everyone's got away. Uh, but uh, it's like you said before, though. I think it's really only scratching the surface. Like yeah. this stuff is going to become so much more popular. Uh, one as costs continue to you know drop down, um, and two as uh, capabilities increase. Everybody was scared of Facebook when it started. Should be even more scared of it now, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. But I think uh, a decent segu into kind of like uh, what we're going to talk about is uh, yeah, as we close out, talk about some home automation stuff. Yeah. Here. So uh, uh, Patrick and I decided to do a uh, a little bit of a fun little promo for uh, for the show. Uh, for for none other than uh, you know we just kind of want to uh, you know put some stuff out there and uh, also ha- give you know, thanks for, for the fans like uh, so what we're gonna do here is uh, we're gonna actually be raffling off an Echo Dot the second generation and a Google Home Mini that was just released so um, there are some things that you do have to do for in order to get entered you in have this. to do these things otherwise we can't know about you yeah then we if you if you don't do these things then we don't know you want one of these things our, our sentient kitchen will come and find <laughs> you and kill you <laughs> for not cleaning the waffle maker is that, what we're saying that's a reference to a previous episode we don't actually have a sentient kitchen but yet uh, yet uh, it may be soon enough after google gets enough data they will <laughs> but so we're going to be raffling those two things off so uh what we're going to do we're going to dr- and we'll drop more instructions in uh you know the posts with the episode and all that kind of good stuff but the general premise is that if y- we're gonna we're gonna throw out a, p- a post on facebook we're gonna want you to comment on that post or, or, or share that post rather um you share that post um, out to your Facebook feed, and that's going to get you an entry into the into the raffle. You you know, no money, no nothing. You just you share it. We're cool. 
However, if you want a second entry into that raffle, um, you know, two two uh, birds with, the, with one stone. Uh, if you do go on to and support the show on Patreon, you go to ohthispodcast.com, click the Patreon link there. If you make a donation to our Patreon page, you will get a second entry into the raffle. So again, we'll we'll reiterate all the instructions out there, on, you know, on the various feeds and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, we just want to kind of throw these things out there. It's two you know fun pieces of gear that uh, you can tinker around with, and uh, we just wanted to put it out there as uh, thanks to everyone for the show, you know, for the support on the show, and also to get uh, you know anyone who isn't currently uh, you know liking the page on Facebook or isn't uh, you know subscribing on Patreon, uh, you know, get a little bit of a, a kicker to uh, jump on there because uh, we like to give back. Yeah, share with everybody. It doesn't hurt your chances. We will randomly select somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all going um, into it's all going into a red Yankees hat, and Patrick's going to draw the names out of there. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And we want to give a big shout out for all of those people who have thus so far in this holiday season been able to shop with us on Amazon, um, and then also again, a gracious, gracious supporters have, who have already supported us on Patreon. Um, we don't necessarily need the money the money helps uh us to produce these shows in the future yeah um it's just more of a validation of that we have people that are loving and listening to us it, it's it great keeps us buying good beer it keeps us buying us good beer and i'm not gonna lie so patrick doesn't have to drink schlitz <laughs> i love schl- <laughs> schlitz and coke is what my brother <laughs> ordered up at dinner i'm not putting his business out there you but just was, did yeah it, <laughs> In a good way. It yeah. was freaking awesome. It's, <laughs> not, it's not like your guy is drinking like vodka Diet Coke uh, at the San Jose <laughs> the airport, airport at like lounge. 10 a.m. <laughs> um, but this beer was fucking good. I'm not going to lie. 7.8. I'm not mowing anybody's 7.5. lawn. 7.5. 7.5. I'm not mowing anybody's lawn tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of Chad Kroger's raccoon tips uh, <laughs> right there. Tips. But Steve, what again? We are on the bus. We are on the magic school bus. We Jerome are. Bettis. 36th episode. Can you believe that we've done 36 of these? No, it's been uh, pretty good. I mean, when you consider we started in, what, like February-ish? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we we had some uh, breaks in between when we were traveling and on some vacations breaks in the and wall. stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're dropping hot content. Just hot deucers all over the <laughs> dropping sky. A, dropping a hot deuce. Just like, you know, <laughs> the Matthews Bridge. Anyway, but Steve... Roll us out of this. One. Yes. So, my friends, if you do want to uh, check us out on the interwebs, uh, go to ohthispodcast.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the show there as well. Also on iTunes, Google Play, your preferred podcast providers, whatever you, wherever you, lo- you want to be, that's where we'll be. Um, so you can catch us also on Facebook and on Twitter. Like the like the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. We really, really, really appreciate that. Um, if you do want to, like I said, uh, if you want to support the show via Patreon, we've got that. If you want to uh, shop through our Amazon link on ohthispodcast.com, that helps support the show as well. Um, and j- really just uh, if you want to, you know, even if you want to just do us a solid, I mean, you know, it's not money or anything like that. Just share the show with some friends. You know, that makes us happy. Any Anyone who wants to listen to us ramble about Wimp Biscuit, Chad Kroger's raccoon hair and uh, hockey movies. If you think that there's a, a market for that, you know, feel free to share that with your friends because, uh, you know, we really like talking about it. We hope your Thanksgiving dinner with grandma was great talking about oh, this podcast uh, <laughs> deep cuts earlier. Um, but yeah, I had a blast. Episode 36. Episode 36. The bus has uh, arrived back at the station. So, Patrick, why don't you send us off, my man? Until next time, I am Steve. I'm Patrick. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>